Well, it is Mother's Day, and um, I don't know, I, I did a little bit of research on the, the history of Mother's Day, and there's people that have tried to, to talk about the early church and, and how people would celebrate the mother of the church and behind that and some of those different things, but really our holiday as we know it today was, was begun by a, a lady named Anna Jarvis, who actually was never a mom, but when her mom had passed, it pushed in the early 1900s to, to make a, a day where we could celebrate um, the, 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 the moms and, and the effort and the work that they'd done. So she spent a bunch of years, like eight years of her life, trying to make that happen. Finally, a, a president, we called it the inaugural, like this is the Mother's Day day, and it happened, and then it became completely commercialized. And then she spent the rest of her life actually trying to denounce Mother's Day. So, so the event that we have, mainly because of the commercialization that, that came from it. But we have this, this Mother's Day where it's intended for all of us to stop and pause on, on what does it mean to be... Um, a mom, how do we celebrate our moms? And obviously, I'm not a mom, in case you're wondering. I, I, I have an amazing mom, and I have, I'm married to an incredible mother, but I have little to no experience of being a mom, just in case you guys were, were wondering that. But either way, I thought it'd be worth stopping and talking today to moms. And before we do that, I, I know that with this day, there comes a whole lot of, of baggage and trouble. And so what I want to do real quickly is I'm just going to pray specifically for some of you in the room that, that maybe Mother's Day isn't isn't a day that brings immense joy. Maybe there's some, there's some pain and some trials. So if you can just bow your head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I wrote this prayer out, but I'm going to pray it for us real quick. Father, as we stop today to recognize moms, we need to first come to, to you to do a miracle in the lives of the women in the room that desperately want to be moms but aren't. I pray for the moms that have lost children in the womb or after birth. For those who have lost moms, I pray. I pray for the single women that so desire to be a mom but isn't even, that aren't even married yet. I pray for those couples that have been trying to for some time now and still haven't gotten pregnant. I pray for those awaiting the adoption of their son or daughter. Lord, I pray for the moms that have estranged relationships with their children. I pray for the single moms and widowed moms that have to work twice as hard to be moms without the support. Lord, I pray for those that maybe don't know or haven't ever met their mom. God, we plead with you. We plead that you would do what you, you do best. Redeem, heal, show up. Remind each of these women that you are enough, that you are present. God, would, you, would they feel your ever-present hand in their lives today? Father, we thank you for being more than enough. We praise you for the work you are doing in the lives of each of these women in this room. Let me say this, uh, start with this really clearly. As, as we have prayed for those moms, as we've talked about that, God knows where you're at. I, I cannot say that enough. God knows your struggles he knows what's going on, and he still is present. He still loves you, and he still is God. And so just rest into that. As I said at the beginning, I, I, I'm definitely not a mom. In fact, uh, I, I don't know, I, like, I don't want to, like, idolize moms or anything like that, but, but I've had a, a couple times with my three girls where, I like, Jen has had, she's gone away or something, and so I've been been able to stay with my kids. Dads, just in case you know, that's not called babysitting if they're your own children, okay? I want to be clear on that, okay? If they're your own children, you're just, you're just being a dad, okay? You don't get to call it babysitting. But I've had this time where, where I've had to, to, to spend extended periods of time with my children, and I love my kids. I love my girls. But man, my, my, my wife's job is hard. I mean, it is so hard to do that job. And so guys in this room, or anyone that's maybe even single ladies, you're like, man, I want to be a mom someday. Like, no, that it is not easy. I, and I only had to do it for a short amount of time. Like, I don't have to do it day in and day out. And so their work is, is difficult. It's hard. In fact, it's, it's, what's, what's baffling to me and what's hard to me is, is I was thinking about what we talked about 
to, with moms today, I was struggling to realize that not only is your job hard, but I feel like a lot of you moms, and I'm just going to talk to you for a second, I feel like you guys make your job harder sometimes than it has to be. And don't get me wrong, as, as, as dads or husbands, we, we definitely aid into that difficulty, and, and children can aid into that difficulty. But if we were just to take you as a mom, you as a mother right now, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us, when I say us, not obviously me, but a lot of the moms in this room, we make it more difficult than we need to. In fact, we start believing these, these negative lies and these things about, about what, you're, what, what you're doing as a mom. And so I wanted to just real quickly talk about some of the things that I believe that some of you moms, as I've spent enough time in a church and around a church to experience moms through direct access or through their husband and see the troubles and the trials and the, and the difficulties. So although I'm not a mom, I can speak somewhat clearly into what I've seen and seen, and seen you guys experience and talk about. And that is first is that you guys, um, you do this comparing thing. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about you, but you see little Timmy crawling before your little boy, and you're like, oh, I'm a horrible mom. Timmy's crawling already, and, and mine's not. And you, you do this comparing thing where you start taking what one other parent is doing, and you start comparing yourself to this other, and what you do is you realize that you don't measure up. And so what happens, you take an already difficult job of being a mom and being present for those children and, and raising them up and, and, and having those long conversations about absolutely nothing at all and feeding them endless amounts of food, which is ridiculous. You take all of that difficulty and you start comparing yourself to other moms. You start, you start, you start doubting yourself. Stop looking at what others are doing. And using that as your measuring stick. Yes, yes, you can learn from others, moms. Please hear this. You can learn. If any of us ever feels like we can't learn from someone else, that's called pride. In fact, maybe that's some of the posture that some of you moms struggle with, is you just, you just feel like you have it figured out, and you will not let people help you. That's pride. God gives grace to the humble, but opposes the proud. But your job is hard enough. Stop comparing yourself. The second one that's it's very similar to it is competing. It's, 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 the difference between comparing and competing is, is, that, is that comparing, you just look at things and you're like, man, I, you try and see where you're at. Competing is actually trying to do something better than someone else. I took um, Olivia, my middle daughter, to Moab this last week, and it was really fun, just her and I, and it was great. And it was the first time that she's four and our older daughter, Ava's six, it was the first time that when we FaceTimed that, that our daughters actually wanted to talk to each other. And so I was like, oh, how sweet is that? Like, look at those precious little angels. They want to talk to each other. And then when I realized really quickly that it wasn't really that they wanted to talk to each other about, like, I miss you, they started doing the competing thing. Well, you know what I did with dad today? Like, I got gummy worms. Of course she did because she was with dad, right? Like, spoiler rotten, right? That's the only way to keep her alive. Um, and and so, so they started competing, and they were just doing this comp competition. So it starts at a really, really young age. There was no celebrating what one had done or experienced. It was completely competition. Yeah, they love each other, I, I hope, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll make it to their teenage years. I don't know if I will, but, but there's this competition amongst you. You read a blog. You read a book. You start competing. You start trying to, 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 to take what you as as God has designed to be the mother of this child or these children, and you start competing with some other mom that was designed and, and created for these children or this child. And it's just ugly. In fact, I've looked all over in the Bible, and I've yet to find competition in there. Yet to find this competing thing where it's like, let's compete and win. 
God is, God is about you, and he's, he's, he's giving you your children. Stop competing with each other. If you hear nothing else, your job is hard enough. It's hard enough without comparing. It's hard enough without competing. The next one is, is, is that you guys, you, you, have, you tend, tend to have this feeling of inadequacy due to these ridiculous expectations. And I don't know if it is what you read. Like you're, you're slowly killing your children because they had, you know, white sugar or they had a soda or, or you, 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 you start feeling these inadequacy because you, you have these expectations that are stacked higher and higher and higher on you. And I just want to pause real quickly and just say this. Some of you husbands in here, you've put those expectations on your brides. You've, you've raised this bar so high that they don't even know it. And then maybe it's not, maybe it's uncommunicated. Maybe it's something that you didn't mean to do, but there's these expectations that they start running and running and running with each other over and over again, and, and then they just feel completely inadequate. I tell Jen this, and, and Jen, it's, it kind of backfires because she prefers a clean house, but I tell her if I come home from a day of, of work or whatever, and I come home and I see the house incredibly immaculate and our children are eating each other, it was a bad day. But if I come home and the house is in complete disarray, I mean, like, there's, like, you know, a ceiling fan on the floor and the window's out, but our kids are smiling ear to ear and everyone's happy, it's a win. Right? We put these expectations on, on, on moms. But not just external ones. You guys do it to yourself. And maybe it comes from comparing or competing or you see someone's raised children. You're like, man, look at how great they are. What did you do? As if exactly what they did would work with your kids. But these expectations, they just, they, they, they draw these holes. And so what ends up happening as moms is you start looking in the mirror and you start seeing inadequate, failure, short, I didn't make it, not good enough. And you start believing that lie. And every time you look in the mirror, you don't see any joy of what God has called and uniquely designed you to do, which is to be the mother of these children he's entrusted to you. And instead, you feel inadequate. You feel weighted down. Maybe the next one is, is, is fear. You carry so much fear that you're messing your children up. Let me, let me say this as clearly as possible. I only have, my children are only six, and someone in here that's, that's way more seasoned, in fact, my parents could tell you, you're going to mess us up anyways. Right? You're slowly messing your children up. We all do it. Like, I've already realized, like, my children have, like, the, the amount of therapy, I just hope someday we can employ a therapist at the church so that I can get, a, like, a church deal on my kids' therapy needed because I'm messing them up. Right? We're, we're, we're going to slowly mess our children up. We're going to make mistakes. And, and, and to live a life of fear, it's not the way that God designed you. He didn't create you to fear these things. He, call, he calls you the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Right? So some of you, you, you moms, you, you have this welled up fear in you. And you're just like, man, if, I, if they don't, if, they, if, I don't, if, I don't, if I don't start putting them on whole milk at this time, if they aren't eating salt at this point, what about school and where they're going to go? And, and you start kind of hovering over, like, how do I protect them? And, and it's all welled out of this desire to, to do what's right, but it's, it's really being fed by this fear. And the enemy's whispering in your ear, you're not good enough. You're going to mess up. You might as well give up. It's a lost cause. And so you struggle with these things of comparing and competing and fear. And these expectations, and, and, and let me say it again, guys. Moms, your job is hard enough without that stuff. It's difficult. So, so how are you doing, moms? If you're going to rate yourself 1 to 10, would you give yourself a 10? 
Or would you be, you know, no, man, well, let's just stick with a five. How, how are you doing, moms? What's the last amazing moment that you had with your children as moms? Think some of you that, that have raised your children up and they're, they're, they're adults and they have their own children right now. Like, can you think of the last moment where like, man, that was like a high five to myself, amazing moment as a mom. Can you think of that? How about, how about the last time you, you failed miserably as a mom? Can, can you remember that one? Isn't it weird how we, we can remember the fails so much better than the successes? In fact, I have one fail story for Jen that I'm going to share. I, I asked permission to share this, so don't worry. Um, she's not here anyways. Um, no. So we were, we were in the process of um, potty training, and so those of you that experience potty training, it's um, horrible. Um, but... <laughs> So potty training already had been a, a moment where she, Jen had this idea when our older two were really close. She had this idea where, like, okay, we're going to, um, we're going to potty train Ava before Olivia's born. And Ava was, like, 13 months old. And I'm like, babe, I, I mean, I know it's doable. She's like, I read it. It can happen. And I came home one day to Ava petting, like, as a, you know, 14-month-old on the floor, petting my wife's hair as she's curled in the fetal position crying. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, this potty training thing's horrible. I'm like, okay, we're not doing it. So anyways, there's a stigma behind parent, potty training in our house, okay? So then fast forward a few months, and Eliva's starting to get the potty training thing down, right? So we're getting there, and we're like, hey, we've already got Olivia, we've got a baby. And we were headed somewhere, I don't know, you know, it's pastor, somewhere holy probably, but anyways, we were, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, anyways, we're headed somewhere, and we're in the car, and Ava's like, ah, I peed. And, and it's like, oh, no, like, and right before we left, it's Ava, do you need to go to the bathroom? No. Let's, you know, let's sit down on the toilet. No, I don't need to go. I'm good. I'm good. Right? So we had that battle that all parents have. Like, do I force them and then just create a, a monster or do we just risk it and gamble? Well, we gambled. Okay? And so we're driving down the connector and it's like, I peed. And Jen's like, you peed in the car? She's like, yeah, I peed. And then Jen says the most amazing thing ever, right? I hope for your sake you're lying, Ava. <laughs> and I was like, uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, Jen. Let me, let me get this right here. <laughs> so wait, you'd rather her be lying than, than, than pee in the car seat. And she's like, oh, oh, right. Okay, Ava, I hope you're not lying. She's like, I didn't pee. And she's like, you were lying. And so, no, no, okay, okay. Anyways, <laughs> so, so it was this amazing moment of parenting, right? And there are many, many more. In fact, on Dad's Day, maybe I'll do a, a dad fail. This would be a really long, long sermon. But what I realize is, is that we need some help. As, as a church, we need some help. As a, as a church, what I wanted to do for the moms today is I decided to spend some of our dollars, call in some, some consultants, and I actually spent a lot of time and energy over a few weeks um, bringing in people to follow and study you as moms. And so what we did is we figured out whether or not you guys are doing well or not. So now I want you real quickly as moms in here to be thinking about all those failures that you've had, right? And I want you to, I want you to realize that right now all those failures that you see up here may or may not be true by what our consultants found, okay? So what we did is we hired some consultants. We paid some money. We got a lot of work in place. And, and here's, we, we got results. Now, this may hurt some of you, okay? But either way, like, I feel like it's worth doing. So what we're going to do is we're going to show a video um, that, that tells us as a church how we are doing as moms.
My favorite thing about my mom is that she's caring. When she hugs me, kisses me. She's so kind and very nice. My mom's really nice. But she's awesome. I think my mom's pretty. And she's the best mom ever. Because she's special and she, she's the only mom I have. If I could give my mom anything on Mother's Day, it would be chocolate. I don't know. Ah, I don't know yet. <laughs> Love. Some new earrings. Uh, I'll just give him a new camera. Because he loves taking pizzas. Mm. The biggest cake in the world, made by me. And wash the dishes for a week for her. I would tell her I love her and hug her and give her a flower. Flowers. Mm, flowers. And some flowers. She would plant it in the ground. And a card. A picture that's a rainbow. Chocolate. <laughs> she helps me. Helps me when I'm sick. Go on a special date with me with nobody else. Oh no. Because she plays Legos with me and helps me build with them. No. I like when my mom prays with me at night. What makes my mom happy is getting snuggles from us. Hmm. Us. Me and Joey and Zeke. Me and Isaiah be nice. And my dog not chewing on stuff. When we rest on the couch and snuggle and watch a movie together. Me and Solomon cleaning up our own room when it's a huge mess. I think I make my mom happy. My daddy. Um, when I finish my food really fast. Maybe he should be doing laundry, but I don't know. <laughs> laundry. <laughs> Pick up dog poop. And vacuum. My mom really likes to paint. Be with us or bake. Cooking. Mm. Being an awesome mom. Playing baseball. She's really good at playing games. Actually really bad at playing games, but she's really good at eating her food. <laughs> My daddy says I love you. Uh. <laughs> My daddy tells my mom that she's awesome. My dad says that my mom is very nice. That she is a wonderful wife and she's very kind. If I could say anything to my mom, I would say, I love you, Mom. I love her. I don't want to. Hi, Mom. I love you, Mom. One, two, three, and now I'm full. And a half. I love you a lot. To the outer space and then all the way back. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. you are so hard on yourself sometimes. Why am I crying? It wasn't even for moms. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not even a mom. Um, you keep looking in the mirror and believing these, these lies about what you're doing or how you're doing. And yet the very product, the very, the very people that you are entrusted with, the very people that you are, you are called to raise up, they're saying these things about you. We tried really hard to get everyone, every of the kids in the two weeks that were shooting. And, and I know there were some kids that weren't here in those two weeks. We plan on doing more of that, but no. And then there are some kids that just don't like cameras. I don't blame them. <laughs> um, but Proverbs 31, 28 says, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. The book of Proverbs is, 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 is a book of, of wisdom, and, and it's written by a number of different authors. Solomon is the most. This, this specific proverb at the end, we actually, there's, there's debate on who the author is, but it lays out this, this kind of this laundry list, this Proverbs 31 laundry list of what this ideal wife could look like and what this ideal wife could be. And it's not a, it's not a measuring stick to look at and say I'm inadequate, but, but one of the truths that comes out of that is her, her, her children rise up and praise her. And guys, that was your kids your kids praising you there's the kids that saying like we love mom and I may not have you may not have cleaned the house that one time you may have yelled at your child one time or you may have struck back in an ugly way but 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 what they're seeing is 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 your love and as as Lance was saying at the very beginning of service when he was praying and talking about the brokenness that we are you are broken people trying to raise broken people that can only be done by the spirit of God and so as you, as you surrender your life to the work of Jesus Christ, stop comparing, stop competing. Stop with these ridiculous expectations. Stop with the fear and allow God to move in you and to know that these, these kids, despite the fact that, yeah, they may need therapy later on in life, they're experiencing your love. And so this, this verse, it, it should come without saying, I want to speak real quickly to to those that aren't moms but have moms, to those as husbands, it says that her children rise up and her husband will as well and praise her. So this, this, this brings with it the idea that we will actually say something. And so for those of you in the room, that, that when, is the, when is the last time, husbands, does it take Mother's Day for you to actually look at your wife and, and praise her? And not praise her in a way that you put her above God. She'd make a horrible God just like you would where you're actually thankful and continually exhorting her and what she does? Do you celebrate the joy that she brings to your life? Husbands, look, this is wedding season, so I get to do a bunch of weddings, and I'm reminded of this every single time because I do these, I do these, these, these vows, these promises that I ask every, every couple to do. And one of them is, is that if you think something, do it. I always, call, I always call the couple, as you, as if you think it, say it. If you think it, do it. Don't, don't let these just be fleeting thoughts. And so my, my challenge to you, husbands specifically, whether you have children or not, have you encouraged, have you thanked, have you sought forgiveness from your spouse, from your wife? Have you, have you, have you raised her up and, and been thankful? Do you speak well of her? What's so unique about this proverb, what's so unique about this is that the people that know her best are the ones that are praising her. The people that know her best are the ones that are praising her. So when's the last time that you did that? Children, all of us are children to someone. When's the last time that you actually said, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to call her blessed. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to, I'm going to step into that. And I'm going to say, no, this is, I'm going to put the effort in to say this is her. She is a blessed woman. She, I mean, we will praise her for what she has done, for who Christ is in her. So it makes kind of common sense that, that something would be said. So how are you doing on that? Ladies, I want to say this. Uh, this may be a, just a tendency. We struggle to do it anyways. Um, but when someone does say something to you, when, someone, when your husband says thank you or your children do say good job, would you just do me a favor and, like, sit down? Go like, okay, come on. Give it to me. And then, I mean, put, I mean, make a cake out of it. Like, throw a party for that thankfulness. Like, truly trust that it's meant and it, that it was said for a reason. And, and put the weight in that. Because if you don't celebrate that, I'm not talking about some false celebration of who you are and, and making yourself more awesome. You're not. That's pride. No, I'm talking about if you don't stop and allow those that God has put around you to encourage you and, and put trust into what that is, then when you know what you're going to happen? You're going to look in that mirror and you're going to believe those comparing, competition, all those lies that you keep telling yourself. The enemy keeps whispering. It's his desire to make you feel completely inadequate. The enemy would want nothing more than to see the church as a whole fall apart because they can't figure out how to raise their children in the church. And so when you get someone encourage you and your husband says, you look beautiful today, don't say, oh, no, I don't. Just stop it. I joke with Jen. I don't joke. I don't joke, actually. I tell her she's not allowed to say that because it instills in our children that when daddy tells her she's beautiful, that she's really not. See, what we're doing is we're training our children, if we say that, we're training them that they can't trust what comes out of the other person's mouth. And so it's, it's, it's a posture to be able to receive that. And so when you're celebrated today as moms, receive it, smile. Fight the urge to believe that it's just because it's Mother's Day, that's why you're being celebrated. And husbands and kids and everyone else, Celebrate them besides today. Celebrate them today. Do it. I mean, the, the commercializations, give it a card and everything else. Let's just go for it, right? But keep celebrating. Keep going. I don't know what it is for each of you in here, whether it's, whether it's your fear or your anxiety or, or these expectations that are getting in the way, but whatever it is, I would encourage you to stop believing lies when it comes to who you are in Christ. We spent a lot of time a few months back talking about our identity being rooted in who we are as children of God, not in our reputation, what we do or don't do or do or don't complete in our life. And so, so moms, let me just say this from, from all the, the, the husbands and dads and, and children in this room, keep it up. Keep going. Keep pressing in for you. For you single moms, lean into the community and the church that's around you. Allow yourself to, to be supported in that way. For those of you that are just dying to be a mom and you haven't been one yet, then, then lean into those that are and, and, and become a, a second mother to those children. Press in to each other. And guys, for those of you in the room that have so much pride because you've been hurt or burned or, or you're in a fight with your wife. You were driving down here today and you're like, I know it's Mother's Day, but I'm just so mad. Look at the, these words. For, forgive me. Forgive me for I have sinned against you. 
it's it's amazing to me. It's it's amazing to me at how many times I can I can blow a seal at my children and yell, yet the first thing they do when I run walk in the door is they come running with their arms wide open. Daddy, Daddy. They love you. Your children love you. You are loved. God loves you immensely. So let's honor moms today. Let's honor, let's honor them in what they do. And not just some kind of fake moment, fleeting thought where the next day you just give up on it. But I mean, let's really, let's really set in. Let's get in a spot where we start, start acting and living more as thankful people. Where our moms and, and honestly our communities are, are experiencing more of God's grace because of the way we treat each other. Lance's going to come up and we're going to sing some more. And worship God some more. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, you um, you entrust us. You especially entrust these these moms to be to be moms with these these little image bearers of you. And God, that is a a ridiculous task. A um, a really horrifying trek to to be in. And so, God, I pray that, that, that today, if nothing else, you would remind the moms of the joy there is in being called mom. God, for the, today you would, you, would, you would instill in them the excitement and the, 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 um, the joy to, to, to take the next steps with their children, to train them in the way they should go. God, I pray that, that husbands to moms, that would, they, would be, they would be ever more aware of the needs and more clear and more communication would come and that there would, be, there would be so much more encouragement along the way. That we wouldn't have to wait until next year to be reminded of what we are doing or what they are doing as moms, God. And God, for our, um, our precious children, I pray that every single child that's represented in this room would come to know you and would love you and would not know a day that their story later on would be, I don't even remember, I don't even know a day where I didn't follow you, Lord. And God, may these, may these mothers be blessed. May their husbands praise them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.